I'm exhausted Last night I couldn't sleep But when I did I could hear bombs in my dreams Nightmare situation How could they be so evil Making mortars out of children and innocent people We expect the bombs Not knowing where next Huddle in the corner of my room Trying to protect my little brother As the building shakes like it's possessed But nothing stronger than the will of the oppressed I bomb back with my lyrics and rhymes Living the times trying to break the Palestinian minds What's hiding in the clouds hanging over my head My dad risks is life outside to buy bread the fourth war in my 12th year at this stage i'm numb though i have a feel scared there's nothing i can do in this case the month of may was a black month for palestinians living in the occupied territories this story began in 1948 after the israel war of independence many palestinians living in west jerusalem had to leave their homes and move to east jerusalem these refugees had to live in United Nations accommodations in Sheikh Jarrah, a small area in East Jerusalem that was owned by two Israeli corporations. In 1967, and after the Six Days' War, these two companies tried to reclaim the land. The whole story is still subject of dispute between Israelis and Palestinians, as well as the international community. While Israeli officials claim that the matter of Sheikh Jarrah is nothing but a real estate dispute, Palestinians who live there faced a second or third displacement from their temporary accommodations after the Supreme Court in Israel ruled on evicting the area of Palestinian population. The eviction attempt sparked protests among Palestinians, and in the aftermath, there were rockets launched by Hamas to Israel, and Israel attacked the Muslims who were celebrating the end of Ramadan month in Al-Aqsa compound. As the struggle goes on since the past decades, the members of the international community observe massive bloodshed every month in the occupied territories. To get a better idea of what is happening in Israel and Palestine, I talked with a freelance journalist and activist who lives in Hebron. So my name is Mohanad Qafisha. I am from Palestine, from Hebron city. I was born here. I was raised in Hebron. I'm 28 years old, so I was born in 1992. I'm a Palestinian journalist. And also I am a political activist. I'm from Hebron, what is called in Arabic Al-Khalil. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Palestinian journalist. I, I do cover, uh, I did cover a lot of clashes recently uh, during the, the, the tension time in the West Bank. I was covering in Hebron. We were attacked as journalists every time we went down to, to cover clashes. Also, we, we dressed our uniforms, uh, we had our press cards, the soldiers know us very well, but they still attacked us and were pushing us away not to cover the clashes because they don't want us to show the real image of the occupation to the world. So every time we were attacked, uh, not only in Hebron, all over the West Bank, in Jerusalem in 48, yesterday in Sheikh Jarrah, two Palestinian journalists were arrested. Today they extended detention for another five days. So we're being targeted. Uh, still, we, we, we go to cover clashes and we continue our work. As a political activist, I am, I'm, I'm part of Youth Against Settlements. It's an organization based in Hebron. It's a nonviolent organization. Uh, our goal is to free Palestine in the occupation and show the real image of the occupation to the world. Uh, we do a lot of work. All our work is nonviolent completely. 
we have uh, almost 30 Palestinian activists. We have uh, some international volunteers. There have people who also come every year to, to volunteer here in Hebron with us. We do a lot of work with the families, with the kids. Uh, we do a lot of participate in a lot of uh, protests, uh, do a lot of work uh, with uh, students, uh, and I'll do a lot of uh, advocacy work for Palestine, a lot of education work about nonviolence. I'm freelancer, so I am a freelancer, so I'm not working for any side uh, specifically, but I'm, I'm, I'm a freelancer. I do film the clashes. I was covering also a lot on social media, posting a lot of social, a lot on social media about about it. Hebron is a city where Israeli settlers live together with Palestinians. Can you tell me more about Hebron and the history of the settlements there? Okay, so Hebron is known as the biggest Palestinian city. Uh, the whole district of Hebron, there, there are between 800,000 and 1 million Palestinians living. In the city of Hebron, there are 230,000 Palestinians living in the city of Hebron. Hebron has a very special situation in the West Bank. Hebron is the only city in the West Bank that has uh, Israeli settlements in the middle of the city. If we talk about the whole country, if we talk about Palestine, then Hebron and Jerusalem are the only two Palestinian cities that have uh, settlements in the middle of the city. Uh, there are uh, settlements existing in the middle of uh, Hebron, since 1967, since the second occupation to Palestine, to the West Bank and Gaza and East Jerusalem, uh, these settlements are affecting life in Hebron. So the heart of the city is occupied, controlled by the Israeli settlers and soldiers, where Hebron uh, was divided after the Ibrahim Mosque massacre. Uh, 1994, uh, a massacre happened where an Israeli settler comes originally from uh, Brooklyn, from America, opened fire, killed 29 Palestinians in the mosque and injured 170. Uh, after this the situation was in Hebron, crazy clashes. So 1997, Hebron was divided into two parts according to Hebron protocol. Hebron, Israel divided Hebron into two parts, H1 and H2. H1 is uh, 80 percent of the city it's under palestinian police control and h2 is where settlements uh, are located it's under israeli police control there are uh, three settlements in the middle of the city there are other settlements existing and h2 is a collection of several palestinian neighborhoods there are a lot of israeli checkpoints uh, on the entrances and exits of h2 there are 36,000 palestinians living in h2 and there are settlements and there are settlers living there. It's where the Palestinians have no protection in that area. So settlers attack Palestinians there all the time. And uh, the, the, the Palestinians who are living there are not equal by law with the Israeli settlers. So uh, it's a little bit, the situation is crazy. So Hebron's situation is difficult, is different, is crazy because the occupation is existing in the middle of the city. This is this is this is Hebron. It's a very important city uh, because Abraham is buried in the cave of the patriarchs or the Abrahamic mosque with Sarah, Jacob, Leah, Rebecca, and Isaac. The settlements in Hebron are growing. Israel is controlling more parts of uh, H2 part, uh, taking more Palestinian houses. 
there are a lot of Palestinian shops closed, wielded by the Israeli government. Palestinians are not allowed to use them. A lot of Palestinian houses are empty, abandoned because of the occupation affliction of the area or these houses are closed by uh, military order. They are wielded. Living in this location, shouting at the wall, but nothing is ever changing. That's life under an occupation. I want freedom for the population. Two million prisoners living in this location, shouting at the wall, but nothing is ever changing. That's life under an occupation. Mothers mourn, fighting with grief. White sheets covered by his death, lie on the streets. Buildings turn to ash, but my mind... How is the relationship between Palestinians and the settlers in Hebron? There are Christians living in Hebron, Christian Palestinians, and uh, there are the Israeli settlers who come from different countries like Poland, Russia, and this. There is no, there is no relationship. The settlers' presence there is to attack Palestinians and empty the city center of the city to kick more Palestinians out of their houses with the help of the Israeli uh, police and soldiers. <clears throat> so I would say it's not uh, just a relationship, it's occupation that these settlers are occupying Palestinian houses and coming here to cause harm to the Palestinians. This is the how we can describe the, the presence of the Israeli settlers here. So they're, they're like gangs, they're like the mafia. They are getting paid by the Israeli government to come and live in Hebron. And they are armed, they have guns, and they shoot at Palestinians and they attack Palestinians all the time, either physically or verbally. So uh, they are brought to attack, they are brought to cause harm, they are brought to empty Palestinian houses, put pressure, uh, cause frustration and make Palestinians leave to be able to steal more Palestinian houses. And by the way, where uh, the, where settlers are living in these settlements, these are all Palestinian houses and lands that were stolen from the Palestinians by the settlers. And they build uh, houses over the old houses using their racist law to control more and more uh, Palestinian houses in the area. How and why did the tensions in the region grow to give space to bloody attacks in May? It all started from Sheikh Jarrah. So Israel is trying to steal Palestinian houses in Sheikh Jarrah. 28 Palestinian families are being threatened uh, to be thrown in the street. Uh, so then the tension grow, uh, grow up, uh, and there were uh, clashes uh, in front uh, on the Damascus Gate. Then it, uh, Israel started bombing Gaza. So this all started from Sheikh Jarrah from Jerusalem, where Israel is trying to steal Palestinian houses. And there is a very famous video on YouTube now for a settler, settler called Jacob uh, says uh, uh, to the owner of the house, a Kurd family, the girl is telling him that you're stealing my house. So his, his response to her was, if I don't steal it, somebody else will steal it. So it's a very famous video shows that Israel is trying to steal Palestinian houses in Sheikh Jarrah. So the tension grew to, be, to reach the West Bank even, and there were clashes between uh, the Israeli army and the young Palestinians. There were protests, Israeli soldiers attacked these protests, then throwing stones happened. Israel killed uh, several young Palestinians in the West Bank by using live ammunition bullets and targeting those Palestinian young, young, young guys and killed them. I remember in one day in the West Bank, there were almost 11 Palestinians killed 
uh, on Friday, two weeks ago. Uh, so the tension grew. Israel bombed Gaza. So the clashes were going all over the country, uh, not only in the West Bank. In the West Bank, Jerusalem, in 48, what is called Israel, the Palestinians there uh, went on a strike uh, against the occupation uh, for attacking Palestinians, and also Gaza was bombed. And a lot of people would ask why Palestinians in Israel are going on a strike or uh, refusing uh, or going on a strike against Israel. I would say because Israel is being uh, unfair against Palestinians. The law is not implemented. We are under two different sets of law. Palestinians in 48, their homes are getting stolen. If an Israeli attacks a Palestinian, is doesn't is not implement is the law is the, the law is not implemented on this person. In Lod, uh, two weeks ago, there was a Palestinian from Hassuna family killed by an Israeli settler, and he was arrested for a few days. And yesterday or two days ago, he was released. While the Palestinians were arrested for going to protest against Israel, for peaceful protests. And the Israeli uh, Shabak put 500 Palestinians in target in 48 uh, in Arab cities, in Palestinian cities like Akka, Haifa, to be arrested for protesting against Israel. While everyone uh, who is a settler or Israeli committed something violent against Palestinians during the same period of time is not going to jail and was not arrested. So we would say that also the law is not implemented on everyone the same way. So this what made the tension grow uh, grow more. Palestinians are being targeted in Gaza, killed by rockets. In the West Bank and Jerusalem and 48 Palestinians are being hunted by Israeli soldiers and armed settlers who went attacked Lud, uh, the cities as Lud, Akka and other Palestinian cities and attacked Palestinian cities in the West Bank and also attacked Palestinians in Jerusalem with the help of the Israeli police and with direct orders from Bibi Netanyahu, who sent settlers, buses of settlers, armed settlers, from the settlements of the West Bank to go to Lud and Akka to attack Palestinians. So this is what made the tension even grow more. And uh, yes, the killing in Gaza made it grow more, so clashes happened in the West Bank more. And at the end, there was the ceasefire, so the situation is calm now. Uh, but this is the first time that all Palestine, all cities, participate in a strike against Israel, against the, the unfair uh, laws that Israel is, is putting or implementing on the Palestinians. So it doesn't take much for me to heal. Won't lose the will to live or lose our minds. My auntie lost her home, so she lost her life, but she's still alive. But traumatized by the bombs that flew in and dropped that night. My sister couldn't sleep, tried to stop her cries. I said it was fireworks, I was telling her lies. Where's the compassion? This is heartless. It's like they want us all living in darkness. Cutting off water and what is the role of Palestinian political parties, namely Hamas and Al-Fat, in the developments in the aftermath of Sheikh Jarrah evictions? Okay, I would, I would say that this, uh, especially this, the, the period of tension, it was not led by any political party in Palestine, not Fatah and not Hamas. Okay, so it was the people. When, when protests were happening in Jerusalem, protests happening in Sheikh Jarrah, protests, protests happening in the West Bank, it was not led by any any party, okay? So it was from the people. Uh, people felt angry for the um, 
Sheikh Jarrah house is being stolen, the attack of the Israeli soldiers, they attacked the Al-Aqsa Mosque. 90,000 Palestinians were inside of Al-Aqsa Mosque praying. The holiest, the most, one of the holiest places for Muslims was attacked. So this, this uh, uh, made people angry uh, from the occupation much more, more and more. So this, I would say, the, the, the situation in Palestine or the the uprising against the occupation was not led by any political party. It was led by the people themselves. It was individual. When Gaza was involved, it was not only Hamas, it was different Palestinian political parties. But uh, still, the whole situation, the whole uprising was not led by any, any political party. It was from the people. People in the street went on their own. Nobody was leading them. They were not chanting for the political parties, they were chanting for Palestine. This is different, uh, not like any other uprising we had before in, in Palestine. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Many activists in Germany believe supporting Palestine is of an anti-Semitic nature. What is your take on this? Okay, I, 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 we hear this a lot, and I, I think it's frustrating when, when supporting Palestine is being uh, connected by some people to anti-Semitism. Because I think there are two completely different things. We are not against Jewish people, and people have to understand this. We have Jewish Palestinians, uh, Christian Palestinians. This, this has nothing to do with religion, religions. This has something to do with the occupation. What is happening in Palestine is a completely full apartheid regime. It's apartheid. We have to call things by its, their names. Uh, this is apartheid, so it has nothing to do with being anti-Semitic. We are not against Jewish people. We are against the occupation. And we always tell people that if the occupation was uh, from uh, Saudi Arabia, which is Arab Muslim country, we are going to be against it. So I think people have to understand this. Standing against Israel and supporting human rights is not anti-Semitism. It is supporting human rights. People should understand what Israel is doing here. Israel is, 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 is using Judaism to uh, justify what they're doing and to get more support from Jewish people from the outside. And I think a lot of Jewish people from the outside are understanding that Israel is using them to uh, get support to uh, be racist and to implement its uh, apartheid regime or apartheid laws on the Palestinians. So they stopped supporting Israel. People who are saying this should contact Israeli or, or Jewish uh, groups that work for Palestine and ask them and, and be more educated about it. Uh, being called anti-Semitic is not fair as long as you are not anti-Semitic. If you are supporting Palestine, you're not anti-Semitic because you are supporting uh, people who are being oppressed uh, and you're not calling to kill the Jewish people. You are calling to free Palestine. Anti-Semitism is a completely different thing, and I think people should understand what's happening in Palestine before they judge on things. But as I said, Israel is completely far from Judaism, and people have to understand that calling for free Palestine uh, should not uh, be with the hate of, of, of Jewish people around the world. Uh, you should not be anti-Semitic to think that you're supporting Palestine. I don't think Palestinians will accept the Jews to be hated around the world. We want uh, love to be spread all over. Uh, so calling free Palestine is free Palestine. We don't want apartheid here. 
we don't want oppression, we don't want occupation. This is very clear. Uh, and there are so many Jewish people that are working with Palestinians side by side uh, against the occupation. And they are being called anti-Semitic uh, by the settlers and the right-wing movements. So people have to really read more about what's happening here and then judge. Palestinians have the full right to fight the occupation and ask for their full rights and for their own state. If it was anti-Semitism, no Jewish person will be participating in this. So the people have to understand this point. The microphone is the only escape possible Cause that's the way that I can speak my mind I wonder how does the fighter pilot sleep at night Knowing he can turn the city upside down All of a sudden slaughtering families With the push of a button I want freedom for the population Two million prisoners living in this location Shouting at the wall but nothing is ever changing How do you see the international support for Palestine And condemnation of bloodshed? Okay, there are two different kind of international support. There is the people's support, which is amazing. And there is about political support from the politicians, which is really bad. The people's support to Palestine, the protests we saw in Europe or the US, the big, big protests for Palestine, supporting Palestine were amazing by the people. But the political support to Palestine from the politicians was really bad. The word was silent about what Israel is doing here. And this was unbelievable. Uh, when the word is silent, uh, while Israel is committing crimes in Palestine and killing people. So we, we, we wish and we want support from the politicians who can do put pressure on Israel to end its occupation. Because I think Israel would never be able to, con to, to maintain its occupation without the support of the European governments and the American government. This is very clear. The European governments, the American government are partners with Israel. They sell Israel weapons, they give money to Israel support, and which is used to kill kids in Gaza. So from the people... The support was amazing. It was very big, and we appreciate it as Palestinians. But the, uh, the, 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 the silence around the politicians was helping Israel to kill more Palestinians. So we consider them as partners in the crimes that Israel is doing. From the weapons they sell to Israel, to the silence they are doing, or the being silent about the crimes that Israel is committing in Palestine, to giving money to the Israeli government and not being the Israeli criminals accountable. Despite the violent actions and reactions of Israel and Hamas, the residents of Sheikh Jarrah are facing evictions set for August 1st. The Palestinians who leave their lands are not allowed to come back. The politicians in countries such as Germany and the US are actively supporting the Zionist State of Israel and it seems like the exchange of benefits among these states don't let them try to really end the conflict. Such an understanding proves unreal if we take into consideration that Israel is among three top customers of arms from Germany. I will try to bring more light to the topic later on through interviews with Jewish members of the community against Israel offensives. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and subscribe to get more stories every month. 
Undisturbed is another podcast on Colorful Voices Network of Radios in Germany. Please send me your feedback to undisturbed at medianfeelfault.net and thanks for listening. Living in this location, shouting at the wall, but nothing is ever changing. That's life under an occupation. occupation.